When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You damn right. Welcome to your Tuesday, end of February. And if you're a college baseball fan, specifically if you're a Texas or LSU fan, oh, February ends with a big one tonight at the dish. We'll talk about that. Plus, there's always plenty of football to talk about because football never dies around here. And we'll mix in some basketball, too, because there's a lot of wild basketball stories out there. It's Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. He's got a basketball game to deal with tonight. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? It is going down tonight at Tony Burger Center, one of my favorite places to play when I was in high school at James Bowie. Had some really good games there. Tough place to shoot, though. We'll get to that. Ooh, okay. Tough place to shoot. We talk about depth perception and these high school guys going from these high school gyms to a place like Tony Burger Center, Uther Johnson, Stony Point, Roger Wallace, third round. Can't wait. Going to be fun. Going to be fun. That's How you doing, my guy? I'm doing well. That's on KBBO tonight. If you haven't been watching these games all throughout the season, Roger Wallace and our man Zay have been heading over to the high school gyms. They've been getting dolled up in the suits, they're looking sharp, and they're giving you everything you need to know about these badass high school basketball teams. Zay's gotten, let me see if I get this right, Zay, you got two looks at Buta Johnson and one look at Stony Point already? Correct. Okay. Uh, I've gotten two looks at Stony Point because I went to the game last Oh, that's Friday. right. You saw them. That's right. You've seen them twice. But the game that I've commentated on, I've yes. seen them once. You commentated on them. Oh, pinky up. Earlier in the season, yes. Uh, that'll be uh, definitely fun to check out tonight. 7 o'clock. We'll keep reminding you. 7 o'clock over at Burger if you want to head out. 7 o'clock on KBVO with Zay and Roger if you want to check it out on your TV. Flex segment coming up at 1.30. And as I mentioned, there's a lot of stuff to get into. But apparently, we need to start somewhere very, very special today because Isaiah has asked for time. Now, I know that sounds weird because it's a talk show and he gets time every day. But Isaiah has specifically asked for time at the beginning of the show because he has a bit of a rant that he wants to go on. So, Zay, first off, do you have the dump button ready for yourself if you need it? I do. Okay. Yeah, it's one luxury about producing your own show. I'm just making sure. If ever you muck up, you're ready to have that dump button on deck. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm definitely prepared for that. Thank you. I'm not trying to have an E. Hogan moment from yesterday or a moment like I had where they fired Frank Wright and Sam Mm. Ellinger got benched moment. Yeah, you did swear. I did swear. Because of a Westlake guy. Texas guy, show. don't do that. Oh, a Texas, Texas guy, guy that went to Westlake. What Sam Ellinger gave to us those four years. Okay. 
that deserved the f bomb that day. Okay, all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, then I will duck out of the way and listen as Zay starts us off with a rant today. What's up, Zay? You know, last night checking in on some high quality women's basketball. You know, the horns, nice turnout at the Moody Center, bringing in Baylor's women basketball team who's not ranked this year they're 19 and 10 they're not ranked they're not that same Baylor team that they had when Kim Mulkey was there but just that upset win really triggered me Chad because Baylor with us about to get out and go to the SEC Baylor has not been that little brother that they should be and it's really grinding my gears. <laughs> like, to be honest, Chad, they're not even a little brother. Y'all are a little brother. We consider y'all a little brother. You Texas A&M Aggies. Mm-hmm. They're like second cousin removed. <laughs> That's what they should be. Mm-hmm. But with what happened on Saturday and Scott Drew winning the national championship in the last few years, you know how mad that makes me? I've been a Texas basketball fan since I was in diapers. Since... Running horns, Brandy Perriman knocking down threes, the gray unis, love those days. BMW back that yeah, far? BMW, yeah, BMW, love okay. those days. Right. I barely remember that, but <laughs> I, I, I have that feel. I have that passion. I felt, felt all of those highlight moments. Chris Clack, Chico Vasquez, Ooh, there you go. Yeah. et cetera, okay. dominating guys like Brian Skinner and stuff like that. Those were the days. Those were the days. Second cousin removed, now they're winning national championships. Yeah. Kim Mulkey, she got two titles during those days. Texas women haven't won a national championship since Jody Conrad had a pick in her hair to pick her fro out. It's been a hot minute. And the second cousins removed, they're getting cocky, Chad. They're getting cocky. They're getting arrogant. They beat us on Saturday. Scott Drew's team, again, won the national championship last couple of years. We got the Texas women punking us on the court last night and then punking the men's basketball team on Saturday. Old lady of the rage, baby D looking girl getting all swolled up to Rodney Terry and stuff saying, oh, coach, no, we got the court right now. Who you think you are? You ain't even the real coach. Mm. In room. That's what I'm imagining in my head that they saying, but that's what that's how that's how I feel. I think we'd have heard if she'd said that. I think we would have heard if she said that for sure. But that that's yeah, yeah. Little lady of the rage going over there, how the little sister gonna be bigger than the big sister type stuff. Mm. Punking us. And then punking us last night. Oh Roy Harmon, bless her heart. Illegal screen on her. Oh girl, Sarah Andrews knocking down threes, laughing and stuff. It's just like, why are we, you know, I don't, I don't uh, let's not forget the Art Browse days. That's all I'm saying. Mm. You know, let, let, let us not get the day bliss days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't wish that on anybody's university, but the fact that they've had all those bad moments and now they have all these great moments and Texas, I know we win President's Cups and stuff. I, I didn't get that. Coach Reese, you do a hell of a job. Thank you for that. Thank you, Coach Reese. Thank you so much. We got David out there. You wouldn't have those trophies we, without we that one coach. Would. You realize that, right? We would. I mean, everybody, else, really everybody else helps wouldn't. out. He's a big part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a big part. <laughs> but good, good looking out. Dave Aranda winning Big 12 championships. Like, we about to leave. And they're about to be like, yo, we, they going to be on some stuff. Like, we kicked y'all out. We made y'all leave. Y'all tired of losing to us. Yeah. When we make them money, 
Yeah, they're probably tired of hearing the notion that when Texas and Oklahoma leave, then they can really start doing something. They're like, what are you talking about? We're doing it now. Yeah. How much money have we made them over the years? Yeah, right. That being second cousins removed. Oof. Oh. So, you know, yeah, I'm hating. Mm-hmm. And all Horn fans should be hating because this is a joke. Baylor, all this success that they've been having, punking us. We're supposed to be on that court at 11 a.m., Chad. They say, no, get your ass back, Coach Terry and crew. We don't care. We don't give a damn. We could care less about y'all shooting around. And then we're going to go up to the mood a couple days later and beat y'all's women down at y'all's place. So, yeah, I'm tired of it, Chad. Mm. I'm tired of it. And I, I hope both teams see them in the Big 12 uh, tournament, both women's and men's. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see them again. Because I'm tired of this. Then I had to watch. I clicked over uh, uh, to watch the Oklahoma State game, Baylor last night. They still without Keontae George because he tweaked his ankle in the game. Right. Scott Drew just goes to Dale Bonner again. Hey, Dale, can you be Joe Dumars for us again like you were on Saturday? Sure, coach. 13 again. And he Solid. Won, and they won again. They won again. Mm. A, a hungry, grimy Oklahoma State team. They went over there and Stillwater and just beat them like it was. No, without their leading score. And it's just like, oh, man. See, that's rough because – yeah, they had back-to-backs, both sides of it, won both of them, and beat Texas on one. You know, beat yeah. Texas in both cases, and beat Texas in both cases. Ugh. Yeah. So, will I? If depending on the matchup, will I take them pretty far in the tournament? Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But because they feel like they're tournament-tested type teams, they yeah. feel like they're teams that can survive. Texas had an opportunity last night. Uh, congrats to the fans for coming out. Those of you that came out and helped them get over that 10000 mark because they raised a lot of money for a really good cause there. But, yeah, that was tough. No. 80, excuse me, 63-54 was the final last night. Sarah Andrews hit that three. Rory Harmon on the ground. She's laughing. Oof. I'm like, damn, it's like that. There's such an edge to Baylor. That's one of the reasons why, as a third party, I've told you I'm going to miss it a little bit because what exists between you two, it's – it's energetic. Like, it's got a soap opera nastiness to it. Yeah. And they, right now, are leaning into it hard. And, and they're, they're getting the bet. Obviously, they got the better of the weekend. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. And I can understand how that would frustrate you. Uh, you are a Longhorn fan with those feelings about Baylor. For years and years, I was an Aggie fan with those feelings about Baylor. I've been disconnected from the Baylor thing for a long time I now. I know. Ain't it nice? Haven't, yes. Haven't, <laughs> ain't, yes. Ain't it nice? Haven't had to worry about that part. Hadn't had to worry about the Oklahoma part. Hadn't had to worry about some other things, too. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a rough night last night. So, are you good? Do you feel like this has been cathartic for you? Yeah, someone this on is the, very therapeutic. Someone on the Specs text line, 337-3776. The damn Zay, deep breath before you have an issue. Yo. <laughs> Yo, I'm not the only one, though. I know I'm not the only Texas fan that feels this way. Now, again, we don't take them too seriously because they're Baylor. But that's kind of a part of the problem. I think we should be taking them more seriously because go look at their list from Dave Miranda winning Big 12 championships and Scott Drew winning national championships and what Kim Mulkey did during her oh, era. Man. Like, yeah. man. And, and Dylan DeSue and Dylan Mitchell, they were at the game last night. I bet you Coach Cullen went right over there and said, hey, y'all can have the court now. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all want the court now? Y'all can have it. Yeah, y'all, can, y'all can have it. It's all y'all's. That would have been a good line. <laughs> That would have been a good line. That would have been a really good line. Uh, this says, and Baylor lost another player to an eye injury and then went on a 10-0 run. <laughs> I mean, it, yes. they're not wrong. They're not 
wrong. Uh, someone says, Zay, love the takes. Maybe a little less of the Stephen A. yelling is what they're asking for. I don't think Zay went too, I don't no. think he went too far. He didn't go too far That's with what I'm that. Saying. No, he's good. Someone else says, and I, the hairline's right. I agree with you, Zay, with a big exclamation point. Uh, and then someone else, uh, and then Nate sends us, hey, it's your own damn fault. And deep down, I think that's what Texas knows. It is their fault. Like, they've got to deal with it. They've got to deal with that thing, and it's, uh, it's been a tough one. Hey, there was that run, remember, in women's basketball before Kim left. I mean, they beat Texas. Was it 19 in a row? I'm yeah, not going to go rough. look it up. It was a long run. It was rough. I, at the break, I'm going to go watch Bijan Robinson Baylor highlights when he went for 179 yards on – 29 carries and two touchdowns. That'll make me feel That'll make better. you feel a little bit That'll better. That'll make me feel a little bit little better. better against Baylor. Yeah, yeah that, no, that's that's totally fair. And the men's team we talked about going into the game on Saturday. What was it? The last time they'd swept Baylor in the regular season was like 13. Yeah, 13-14 season. It's been a minute. It's been a while. Uh, I, I understand that frustration. If you're a Longhorn fan and you have the similar frustration that Zay is going through, let us know today. Specs text line 337-3776. And now you do have me wishing. i got to go look at the way the bracket will, will break down, but I would love to see both of those. I want them both. I would love to see Texas and Baylor in what everybody's in Kansas City, right? Yeah. Both of those matchups in Kansas City, let the fans walk back and forth yeah. and go and, and see both games. That'd be Yo, fun. It was testy the whole game on Saturday. Like there was an incident where Keontae George, before he twisted his ankle and Serge Barry Rice, the refs had to step in front of them toward the sideline. Yeah. And then we had the Dell Bonner and Christian Bishop. They kind of shoved and got the double technical and obviously what happened before the game with the women's team. So, yeah, I want them again. No, there's, Hell yeah, for the third time. Yes. There is a lot of spice between those two teams. And you've got the same exact situation, by the way, in that they both split, if I'm not mistaken. The, we know the men split, right? Yes. And then the I believe the women won in Waco. If you yes, you're right. The women won in Waco. Yeah, yeah. Which was that? That was a big moment. I mean, that was. I know a lot of Texas fans were so pumped about that since they had that run where they didn't beat them anywhere, much less Waco. Um, but now both would have split and may get a chance at a third game to uh, to really settle the score. So, uh, all right, there you go. There's the rant that starts. A little Texas Baylor rant, which also kind of feeds into a question I had today, Zay. You this maybe this will lean you one way or the other because tonight is Texas and LSU in baseball. Let's get it. It's very exciting. These two brands getting together in baseball. Because this conference is about to get stupid in a couple different areas. Obviously, football is where everybody loves to focus, and that's fair. But this baseball conference is about to get nutty when you add Texas and Oklahoma to what the SEC already is. So I was looking at the schedule yesterday when I was double-checking my Aggies and whether they did indeed lose a series to Portland, which they did. Their schedule coming up has three hosting LSU, followed by the next SEC series is in Knoxville, followed by coming home to play Texas. That's in their schedule at some point. So it's tough stuff. So I started thinking about um, the midweek games. Texas and Texas A&M preserved it. And shout out, rest in peace to the great Augie Garrido. Because Augie and Rob Childress, who was the coach at the time at A&M, they both... They both just thumbed their nose at everyone that told them to stop. And they said, nope, we're going to play. They tried to play a series, by the way, every year. But they said, okay, fine, fine, fine. You don't want us to do a series. We're going to play a game. We will play a midweek game. They kept it alive, and I'm so glad they did. 
But now they'll play a series again, Texas and Texas A&M. So Longhorn fans, if you have one midweek midweek game per baseball season that you get to preserve, I'm asking you, do you want to play Baylor, Tech, or TCU every year? Alternate just like you've been doing with the Aggies. I don't think you should do all three because that might be silly. I'd love for you to. That might be asking a little bit much. What, all three just Tuesday nighters? Correct. All Why not? Th- if you want to, you good for all of it? Yeah. You good for asking to play those three teams? Yeah. Every, every schedule. Why not? Okay. This plus, is Texas, Chad. Plus an SEC schedule. See, y'all don't know about going to Omaha all the time and You're, stuff, so oh, this is how foreign dare you. to you. This there's is no foreign de- to you. There's the best, no need. You know, having the best coming to town, playing the best, this is foreign to you. There's no so need. So bring you, it on. Okay, so you want those in addition to the fact that you're playing Texas State a couple times a year? Yeah. Playing some of these, you know, you play obviously you, maybe UTSAs and Rio Grande Valley and stuff like that. You're good. Sam, maybe a little Sam, a little SFA, schools yes. like that. You're good going ahead and mixing all three in every year. For sure. All right. Longhorn fans, te- now somebody already texted us, dump them all. <laughs> Dump them all. What y'all scared for? Is what they said. Chris Bennett, our man CB, says he wants TCU and Tech. So he's saying leave Baylor alone, but they that he doesn't want doesn't want Baylor. See, you see the PTSD that CB has from Baylor. You see that? Yeah. I'm telling you, y'all think my rant, I'm on some BS stuff. I ain't. He's feeling what you're feeling. And that's why I'm giving giving y'all the choice. You are the Longhorn fans. I'm giving you a chance to be Texas and make the choice. They let you pick some weird stuff over the years, like when you did the Thanksgiving thing after the Aggies left the conference and you got to be the home team for a while. You had to be the Cowboys on Thanksgiving (laughs) and invite whoever you want. Tech, TCU in rotation, whatever. So what do you want? Someone else texted no, no, and no. F them, they ain't rivals. See? They're I, like, th- I like that. They're ready to throw all I three like, of them I, out. I like how they phrase that. Because <laughs> they ain't rivals. Someone said Texas State is a solid program. Yes, that's why I said that. I hope you didn't take that as an insult. I meant, do you really want a schedule that already has Texas State on it and you want to add TCU, Tech, and Baylor? For me as a third-party observer, I'd love to see either Baylor or Tech. Because it's a special kind of hatred coming from the other way. They both play a damn good brand of baseball, depending on the year. Now, TCU does too. TCU's got a good program. But the the hatred level from Baylor, from Tech. I'm just assuming Texas fans don't want to have to haul it all the way out to Lubbock anymore. Yeah, yeah, but at the end of the day, like it's baseball. The hatred is there, but you're not going to mess up your rotation and play your ace just because you're playing Texas. On no. Tuesdays. But see, that's the, yeah, right. That's the beauty of it. A Tuesday or Wednesday game, it's going to be just like tonight with LSU. Texas and LSU aren't sending their best guy out there. No. That's, the, that's what's cool about these games. They become a little grittier and a little gnarlier because a guy like LeBaron Johnson might start making a real name for himself tonight. If he goes out there and deals, if the LSU pitcher goes out there and deals, it's a different, you know, different environment. Yo, they appears said that old boy got some pro-level stuff. LeBaron? LeBaron. Oh, he can play. Yeah. And he, they're just the imposing size of a guy like that. I love it Yo. when you when you get a pitcher that's that, that's walking up there at That's why Randy Johnson's one of my favorites of all time. Oh yeah, now Randy was even more he was up at six ten. Big unit. <laughs> like how scary is that? You're walking to <laughs> you're walking to the plate Dude. and big unit's throwing a hundred. Left handed coming out of a tree. Yeah. And that slider of his that would dip. 
and he could blast you at 100 miles an hour and then bury that slider in the dirt and screw you into the ground. And the, and the fact that he looked like he just didn't give a damn, like he didn't care about his appearance. Like it's Randy Johnson. Look, you know. Oh, how dare you? That mullet took work. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Either way. And he put the mustache it with it? It's all about the arm. Country mullet. Yeah, country that mullet. Was it country was all mullet. about the arm. Dude, that was yeah, that that was something. I always go back to the hot the All Star game moment with John Cruck. I'm assuming have you ever? Do you, I don't know if you've ever seen that on replay, where John Cruck of the Phillies gets up there to face him in an All Star game, and jokingly he took his well, no, no, he got up there for the first pitch. Cruck was a left handed batter, and Randy buzzed him. Randy put one two feet over his head, and John Cruck looked like he was about to run away. So then he took his batting helmet and turned it on backwards. Put it on backwards and then switched over to the right-hand side, yeah. and Randy kind of smirked at him. But you could feel the fear coming out of those guys, man. Randy was a beast. Yeah. Just a beast. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what LeBaron looks like tonight. Texas and LSU, 6.30 first pitch, 6.15 pregame. Longhorn fans, let me know, do you want to keep any of that stuff? Somebody said, I hate Tech so much, I don't even want to give their fans the idea that we care about them. Tech fans are literally the lowest of all <laughs> fan bases <laughs> TCU's a good program. I'd like to keep them around. I could take it or leave it with Baylor. All right, so there's one fan saying TCU is the team that they would pick for a nice midweeker moving forward. Let me know. TCU's usually the best out of those three, right? Tech and Baylor. Like, they've had more success over the years. I think overall, yeah, probably. Okay. Probably. I mean, they've all had really, you know, they've all had good programs at times. Right. I respect all three of those, which is why I think it's an interesting question. You're not just talking about nobodies. These aren't also ran kind of college baseball teams. They've all been pretty solid. So which one, you know, one's an easy trip up to Waco. That's another reason to me I would think about that instead of trucking it all the way out to Lubbock every other year if you're going to go to the game. So is it, you know, and heading up to Fort Worth, not as big a deal, going up to Waco. Let me know what you think. What do you mean? They could go, when they go to Lubbock, go to that gas station that you and Jeff Howe always rave about. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Go to Allsup's. (laughs) (laughs) Go get some of those Allsup's burritos that Jeff Howe likes to talk about. Let us know what you think. Specs text line 337-3776. We've got a lot to get to today, including B. John Robinson's decision to work out at the Combine. Is it a good decision? It will be certainly for the entertainment value, but could he gain something in in terms of the draft? We'll talk about that. Plus, we got some NBA stuff to get into. LeBron's injury update, and did you see what happened to another one of the Ball brothers last night? Wow. Also, coming up in the crap bag, uh, one thing, the one thing you had to get right, and a story I had never heard from years and years ago that I will tell you at 1245. we got a lot to get to. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. We are ending February together. Glad to have you with us on the horn. Chad and Zay. Uh-oh, we're getting ready to go. I feel it. Here it comes. Here it comes. All right. Wow. All right, so I dig the riff. I clearly should know this. 
Or I feel like it, it feels like something I would know. Possibly. This came out in 1984. 84. Ooh, okay. 84. Metal. I was getting into metal in 84, but this one I might have missed. Um, I'm just going to throw one out and say Diamond Head. No idea. No. Who we got? Cloven Hoof. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Cloven Hoof. You know what? I've never, I never thought I would say this out loud, but I apologize to all the Cloven Hoof fans out there. Oh, that is such a great name for a band. You know there were lots of parents in 84 that did not let their kids see a Cloven Hoof show. Oh, my God. We had parents at Waxahachie that wouldn't let their kids see Motley Crue because they heard that they killed chickens on stage. I don't know how that rumor got around. Uh, so there's no way they were letting Cloven Hoof happen. <laughs> What's the song called? Night Stalker. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Happy little tune from 84 from Cloven Hoof. They are not going to be making it onto MTV at that point. All right, before we get to some basketball stuff, thanks to our man Craig Way, voice of the Longhorns, of course, Texas and LSU tonight at 6.30. Hall of Famer. He'll be calling that for you. Hall of Famer himself. Uh, But occasionally, Craig listens to the show and uh, does contribute a little bit. He brings up a great point. Hadn't thought of this. Every year when Texas gets together, either in Houston or Arlington, for that tournament, remember this year, they got a, a look at three SEC teams. I hadn't really thought of that from the other perspective. Maybe Texas ends up at one of those events, and at times, as Craig is pointing out, TCU, Tech, and Baylor have ended up in those same events. Okay. So you might end up with that. That'd be a cool way to do it, actually. Get them together early in the season, have those three on one side, and then let Texas be one of the SEC teams. And oh, by the way, I'd say bring my Aggies, too. Let's just have a big old Southwest Conference get-together. Yeah, a little 90 throwback. I but like it. Do it as Big 12 and SEC teams. That'd be fun. Uh, so get, like, Texas, Texas A&M, and LSU, and have them go play Baylor, Tech, and TCU. Little round robin. Little weekend round robin. Sounds good to me. Let's Look, see. I ain't scared. I ain't scared like some of y'all. I'm glad to hear Chad that. trying to make us scared and stuff like that. I'm not like trying to Aggies. make you scared. I'm just trying. He ain't like y'all. Here's what's happening. We want it. This is what happens. Look. I'm just warning you now, once you get into the SEC, this kind of elitism when it comes to scheduling sort of takes over your brain, and you think, oh, well, maybe the Citadel will play us. And so you have a little bit, you know, you're going into those football weekends of, you know what, the people at Lamar are just nice. They're nice people. (laughs) We should have them come in. Weren't they nice at that last tailgate? But I do love, you know this, I love that Texas has played uh, a good non-conference in football. I hope the conference moves to nine conference games in the SEC and cranks that part up. And I do hope every team in this SEC baseball conference, I hope they play games like that all the time. I hope all their midweeks turn into, you know, turn into those things at, at times. Old school Big 12 matchups. Uh, I'd love to see it. But, you know, I was just trying to be nice, just trying to pick. Also, Zay, I was trying to have you pick one because I know there's Texas fans that don't want to. That for non-sport reasons, like you're talking about today, you might just want to get rid of one. I'm giving you that option. Get rid of one or get rid of two. You'll never have to worry about them again. Mm. But as Craig is reminding us, you might have to worry about them in Houston or Arlington. But uh, and, and, of course, if you get to the ultimate goal and you get back to Omaha, uh, then you may have to worry about them there. 
So Texas and LSU tonight on the diamond. I was talking about those three teams in the state of Texas in terms of does Texas keep playing them. I loved the fact that they kept playing A&M. I kind of hope one of those, at least one, sticks around as maybe a um, you know a, a solid uh, midweek series or midweek game, rather, coming forward. All right, so we got baseball uh, over at the dish tonight. There's football to talk about because it's combine week, and if you missed it yesterday afternoon, Bijan Robinson has announced he is going to go through all the workouts. So that's on Sunday, the running back workouts uh, at the combine. We're going to be talking about that throughout the week on you know the the part of me that thinks that's a great idea and then the part of me that wonders well should he be doing that cuz some of the best at other positions have already said they're not working out. Uh, so we'll get to that discussion. Also Zay, I wanted to get to these two injuries in the NBA that will affect a couple different things kind of at the may, maybe the mid to the top and then and certainly at the bottom of things, but LeBron's injury against the Mavs, I hated seeing it. Watching him say he heard something pop, that sucks. I'm not a LeBron hater. I want the greatness to play as long as it wants to play. And I hate it when these guys get banged up you know, later in the, in the career. So they're saying they're going to look at his foot in about two weeks Ugh. to reassess. Yeah, that, that's tough for a team that's fighting for their playoff lives. You would think with all the moves that Rob Palenka and Jenny Buss made, well, add LeBron to that because he's part of the – front office too the moves they made getting jared vanderbilt and malik beasley d'angelo russell mo bamba rui hachimura they were gonna make a run and if they got into the playoffs healthy we've been saying if they got to the playoffs healthy there's a big if with anthony davis and now lebron james these last few years after they won it in the bubble they had that really quick turnaround you remember that like yep. they finished the bubble in I want to say October of yeah, 2020. It was and they, later, and then they turn right they around. They turn around and play maybe like February or something mm-hmm. nuts. And Anthony Davis and LeBron, they have not been able to bounce back. And again, LeBron's like a Rolls Royce Cullinan, like a Ferrari. You know, it, no matter how nice it is, the miles pack on, and it's going to need maintenance. So yeah. LeBron being in 20 years, I don't care how invincible he's been over the course of his career. Father Time's going to catch up with you some way or another. And he's had these nicks and nags, been out for a month. He's had groin injuries, different leg injuries, and now dealing with this foot uh, out two weeks. I think they're done. Like, they can't afford LeBron James to be out any point of time because even though they made all these moves and stuff, he's still the man on that team. He still controls their offense. He still gives them life. Like, he's LeBron James. So I think they're done, and now Mm. that just makes room for teams like the Pelicans, Blazers, and the Thunder to maybe sneak up in the playing and, you know, make some noise. So even if Anthony Davis – were to stay healthy with the other moves they made, you don't think they're going to be good enough to even get into that play-in game situation? No. Okay. They just got too many teams to fight for. I mean, Warriors are going to get Steph Curry back eventually, and they're already in the play-in. Right. So once they get him back, depending on Steph, you know, not being in and out the lineup, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be good because Clay Thompson, he he's been lining it up like he had a game that got overshadowed by Dame seventy-one, where he hit about. I think 13 threes or something like that, that too. So he's starting to get his flow. And, you know, the Timberwolves, I I ain't worried about them. Zion's going to come back eventually. When he comes back, I expect the Pelicans to make some noise. Kyrie and Luka, they're not going to have 27-point deficits. They're not going to lose 27-point deficits every night. They're going to figure it out. Clippers. And they're at the sixth spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard. 
with the Clippers, they're still going to make the playoffs, Paul George and stuff. So, yeah, there's just too many teams in the West. It's too deep. So, and the other thing I worry about is now that LeBron's not there, are we just three or four games away from Anthony Davis's next moment? Right. And we'll see how that, that looks. But LeBron, they'll check him in a couple weeks if you're following that story. The other one, Zay, I hated to see. We already had the LeVar Ball story, right? The I'm to get that right. I always mix up the names. Well, the Angel Lamelo. No, the, who got hurt with the Bulls? Who's with the Bulls that got Lonzo. hurt? Lonzo. That's Lonzo. I'm Lonzo. sorry. Lavar's the dad. Mm. Sorry, Lonzo. We had that story already where he had an injury and that they're looking at. The, I think his was like a foot or knee or something, and and he was out for a while. But then last night, Lamelo gets hurt. In a game, uh, and there, and this was broken ankle, correct? Yeah, fracture. So ankle. he yeah. is out for the rest of the year. What does this mean for you? Well, for the Hornets, it means they're tanking for Victor Wimbanyama for good. So mm. just picture Victor Wimbanyama with Lamelo Ball, like that's a force to be reckoned with for the next decade or so. But with Lamelo getting injured and seeing Lonzo being out, you know, you think about LeVar Ball and his history with his kids. We know like he literally picked his wife because he knew her being a volleyball player over 6 foot and him being a former football player over around 6-5 or something, they were going to have good genes. Like that was his that was mindset. the mindset. Yeah, that was the mindset. Like our kids yeah. are going to have good genes and they're going to be professional athletes mm-hmm. at whatever sport, you know, they figure it out, and it became basketball at an early age. Like, we know LeVar Ball being that helicopter dad person he is and stuff, but it worked out, obviously. You got two guys in the yeah. league, and if oh boy didn't steal when he was at UCLA stealing China, maybe he'd be in the league too. But, you know, he's an issue. you got to worry about him. Yeah. Growing up in Chino Hills, California, and you out here yeah. stealing chains and stuff. What's the yeah, matter with you, boy? That is tough. But yeah. the theory was sound. I mean, the the dad's theory worked out. It worked right? out. Yeah. It absolutely worked yeah. out. But then you think about the injuries that they have now, and it's kind of like a little Hercules situation. Like, do you overwork your kids at a young age to where when they get grown, hmm. they're going to have issues due to them like lifting weights maybe when they were too young or just overworking them, overtraining them instead of letting them be kids, you know? See, it'd be interesting to get a discussion together with Ball and then uh, uh, Mr. Brown, uh, the St. Brown's dad, whatever. Right, 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 right. Get him together with some of these and let him talk it through about when did they get them in the weight room and and, and how do they, you know, sort of fight against this type of thing. Because I think there are some people that might think of those, of the ball family and those players and may think the exact opposite. That it may, that are they getting banged up because there wasn't enough work? You know what I mean? Like maybe they got, is, is it on the softer side of things? Like they got the easy route and so they didn't do all the hard work. No, I've, I've watched their shows and stuff. You think it's the other side? I though. think it's the other side. Okay. Like they have old film of those guys in the early 2000s training and stuff. That's like, man, because remember he's a former football player. You played college football, right? So, so he, had, he knows like so he workouts had him up and er- drills. He had him up early yeah. in the single age years right. doing stuff. Yeah, okay. doing stuff. Yeah. And again, it's worked out. Both of those guys are millionaires. You know. LeVar Ball's grandkids are going to be good. His uh, great-grandkids, they're going to be good. But then you think about these guys getting injuries really early. Like, those guys are in their early 20s still. 
and Lonzo Ball, they don't even know what's wrong with his knee. Yeah, LaMelo's 21. Yeah, and he's been— Couldn't believe that when I read that today. He's been hurt every single year he's been in the league. Yeah, that's a shame. Like, I remember when he hosed— uh, God, who'd he host for rookie of the year? He played like 20-something less games for somebody that deserved it, but ended up getting rookie of the year. And, you know, just because of the ball name, like, it was huge. They had their own shoes. Like, you remember the whole ball. Oh, God, the shoes. Bananas. Yeah, and that you, awful shoe. You ordered them, you paid hundreds, and then it didn't show up? Yeah, it'll come <laughs> in, like, a year or so. You'll get it before you die. You'll yeah, then you played in, and you realize, wow, this probably aren't the most durable shoes, which... This- you know, those guys playing in their own shoes, it's kind of, you know, ironic that they're getting hurt in knee injuries and foot injuries because they haven't had the right shoes growing up. There was a tag in the shoe that said, good for two games. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, you, you can never know those things, but it, it just makes you think, like, those yeah. helicopter dads that just overworked their kids and stuff like that, you know, now these guys are dealing with serious injuries and... You know, them being so young, we'll see how it goes for the rest of their careers. Yeah, and basketball is such an interesting sport that way because there's so much activity that's there. You're, you're grabbing a pickup game, you're going out to play, you're trying to play in the offseason, and now you got guys like LeBron at the end of a 20-year career. We had Kobe back in the day trying to figure out, because Kobe was a classic overworker. He yeah. just wanted to work and work and work and grind and grind, and now they're all trying to figure out the balance of like, well, maybe maybe going out there and playing as many pickup games as I could find at the time wasn't the right path. Right? Maybe it wore me down a little bit. Uh, so certainly wish the best for Lamelo Ball getting back on the floor. LeBron, hopefully that one is not as bad. Maybe LeBron will just continue to be a a super freak of nature. But when he says he heard something pop. That's not good. And apparently, LaMelo said the same thing last night, and what he heard was a broken ankle pop. Hopefully that's not what LeBron heard, but uh, we will see. Keep your eyes on the NBA as we head towards the playoffs, and as Zay is pointing out, if Charlotte is now one of those teams that's thinking about Wimbenyama, they're down at 20 wins, Detroit at 15, San Antonio 14, Houston 13 in the battle for who is going to have the best ping-pong ball chance to get Wimbenyama. Yo, I, I think he overshadows how good this year's class really is. And it kind of goes back to why I said yesterday about Dylan Mitchell should play another season at Texas. Right. Uh, I, I want to stay away from this level of right. talent. Yeah, yeah. Just because, let, it, let it filter through one time. Yeah, because you're already looking Look at mock drafts. He's already looking at the second round. And you know in the second round that means oh, you could be waived yep. easily. Like, again, we saw what happened with Greg Brown. So with how deep this draft class is with the Thompson twins and, you know, Brandon Ray Lewis Miller at uh, Alabama. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. He didn't do nothing. I'm sorry. He didn't do nothing. I forgot. He didn't do nothing. But, uh, uh, you know, guys like that, Grady Dick, et cetera, Keontae George, like it's deep. So, you know, whoever gets number two, whether it's the Hornets, Pistons, Rockets, Spurs, that number two, Scoot Henderson, that's going to be a good pick. Just real quick piece of advice for the future. This is, this is for June, for anybody that's around the kid. Don't let Brandon Miller wear a white suit to the draft. <laughs> just saying. Go look it up. Do some research. but just Burn don't, the clothes, Brandon! Don't let him do Burn it. Burn the clothes! Please, They'll never catch you then. Please don't let him do it. NFL talk coming at 1, including the Aaron Rodgers update. It sounds more and more like Aaron Rodgers might not be wearing that G on his hat anymore. We'll tell you why coming up. Next in the crab bag, I'll tell you the one thing that they had to get right. 
that they failed to get right, plus a story I had not heard about years and years and years ago. That's next on The Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chad and Zay. All right, getting started on a Tuesday, last day of February. Okay. All right, sounds like we're still back in the 80s. Yeah. Single artist, I'm assuming. No. Oh, it's a group. It's a group. Okay. Oh, there they are. All right. My bad, ladies. Um... Mmm, doesn't quite sound... Doesn't sound like the Pointer Sisters. Definitely not, though. Yeah. But they do got soul. They do. No, it's, it's a good, solid sound. Ooh. I'm not sure. Weather Girls, I have no idea. No, Expose. Oh, Expose, okay. All right. Expose, who I believe... Was Expose? No, who is the... No, no, no. It was En Vogue that was with salt and Pepper on one of the songs I heard over the weekend. Never Gonna Get. Never, Never gonna, gonna Get. Never Gonna Get. Yes. Or was the... Yeah. I don't know. That sounds right. No, the, I don't know if that's right. The salt and Pepper. the two songs were Shoop and What a Man. Ah. They were on one of those two as a backing group. Not uh, not Expose, though. Okay. Yeah, Expose. That's a little... Uh, that was Yeah, that's getting back into the 80s a little bit. Good sound there. What was that song called? Let me be the one. Let me be the one. Expose and Clovenhoof have been uh, a part of the show today. Yo, I, I know Expose was played at Tangerines back in the day. There you go. And I know Clovenhoof wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> From what I'm learning about Clovenhoof yeah, probably today. Probably not. Probably Whoa. not. Whoa. All right. NFL stuff coming up. Also, thanks to the texter who sent us LeVar better than MJ. Certainly in his mind he is, so we do uh, appreciate that text. God, what a time. <laughs> like, he was all over the place. God, yeah. David Letterman and stuff, these late night shows, ESPN. I remember he had a WWE appearance oh, yeah. where LaMelo dropped the N-bomb. And- Everybody said yes to him for months. Every interview they asked for, they got. It was crazy. And it was always just loud and wild yeah. and screaming. And it's like, all right. uh, but, yeah, we hope LaMelo gets better. LaMelo and uh, um, Lonzo both get better quickly from their injuries this week. Yeah, the, we hope Jello Ball gets over his stealing problem. That, too, man. Ball family might want to stay away from the court this week, though. <laughs> Jeez. All right, uh, let's get into the crab bag here. A story about details and a story from way back in the day. Chad's crab bag. Crab bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just 
Think of a bag of crap. Oh, Lordy. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So, Zay, I don't know if you've heard this story yet, but it comes from New York City. In New York, they decided to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's rookie season. And they Brooklyn. Want- they wanted to do that by putting up a new sign for the Jackie Robinson Parkway. This is a section of road that was renamed back in 97 for Jackie Robinson. So they decided they were going to put up a picture of Jackie Robinson and uh, the obviously the labeling on the Jackie Robinson Parkway. Only one problem. No, no, no. Not on Black History Month. They spelled his name wrong. No! <laughs> Come on. Now, in case y'all don't know, in case y'all maybe have not seen Jackie Robinson's name printed in a while, he does not have a uniquely spelled name. He doesn't. He's got Jackie spelled the way you'd think, and he's got Robinson spelled the way you'd think. But they spelled Jackie J-A-K-I-E. They left the C totally out of the word threw up the sign threw up the picture and somebody noticed it because everybody's got cameras now and let them know about it they did replace it yesterday you know i'm all about forgiving folks but on black history month you might have to get canned how how do you 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 might have to be fired for something like this this is this is jackie robinson how does it get to that point and how many eyeballs are on it before that sign would be hung and left Right, you got to get to you got to get to the spot. You got to. There's only two things you need to know once you hang that sign up. Well, three. It's got to be straight. Obviously, it's got to be straight and safe. The picture needs to be of Jackie Robinson. If you're going to go with a picture, make sure you make sure it's a picture of yeah, Jackie. Yeah. I'm glad it's not Willie Mays. Somebody else are ain't that Willie Mays? Yeah, that would have been the other one. Right? I think that's Satchel Page. I don't. I'm not sure, but I think that's is that Derek Jeter? What is going on? No, they got that part right. The other thing that is critical is you spell the man's name correctly, and they didn't do that. So. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Somebody needs to at least a demotion, a discussion about a do- You don't get to be our quality control person anymore. You go sit at this desk, and we will let you know when we need you. I couldn't be more disrespectful. That's I guess so- it's Jackie Robinson. What he's done for baseball. Right. Not and- just for black athletes, just all of baseball, all of sports. And they re- Life. Yeah, all and- of life. And they renamed it in 97. That means you've gone that long respecting it enough that that's what the road is called. It's been named the Jackie Robinson Parkway this long. Meaning, you would have seen it as you're replacing it. Right? There's not just one sign. That is trash. It's a parkway. They put multiple signs on those things. That means you would have seen that. Hey, man, I'm going to hit it. Remember you hit the Robinson Parkway and you go whatever. Remember you hit the Jackie Robinson and you go over here. You kind of need to know how to spell that word. See, this is why we should let Jay-Z handle everything that goes on in Brooklyn. <laughs> this is why. When people ask, man, Jay-Z's a part of a lot because they messed stuff up. You think Hova would have gotten that right? Oh, Hova definitely yeah. would have got that right. I agree. So shout out to the memory of the great Jackie Robinson. And Jackie, they have now gotten your name spelled right and gotten that sign replaced. I'm sure that didn't cost anything to get that sign replaced. Not at all. Uh, the other quick story I had, uh, for those of you that are pro wrestling fans like me, if you haven't checked out the A&E series, the biography series it is back now we've already had in this run nwo and la- and this last weekend was jake the snake roberts next week is china yes sir dusty Rhodes is getting his own episode 
and then I can't remember what the last one is. I think there's five Yo. in this season. So I'm really looking forward to the China one this week. I know you are as well, Zay. That was your era watching Yo. wrestling, right? Yeah, Attitude Era. That's my ish. China, absolute legend. Remember her, the DX gang, Shawn Michaels and Triple H having her as a bodyguard now. Yeah. I didn't see X-Pac in the previews for obvious reasons. Yeah, that's going to be – he's been interesting because there have been – the one they did – I think Dark Side of the Ring did one on China, and he talked about – He was on that one? I think he was on that one. That's an interesting – obviously a dynamic of do you want to have him talking about her and how he fits into the story. Her story is very uh, very sad in, yeah. a, in a lot of places. But that's coming up this week. But here's a story I got out of the Jake the Snake Roberts that I'd never heard. Uh, and I've always loved Jake, and there's a famous moment where Jake has a match with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. By the way, Ricky is 70 years old today. Happy birthday to Ricky Steamboat. One of my favorite pro wrestlers as a kid. He and Flair had a couple matches that are legendary. And, of course, Steamboat and Savage, legendary, WrestleMania three. This was a, maybe a WrestleMania or maybe it was a different show. Y'all can maybe Saturday night's main event, something like that. And Jake the Snake Roberts famously DDT'd Ricky Steamboat on a concrete floor. Oh, my God. The sound of it is horrifying. Over the years, I just had never heard the details of it. And they tell it in this story. You get both sides of it. Jake told them, I'm not doing it because it will kill him. Ricky Steamboat went to Jake and said, we need to do this. I know how to protect myself. It'll be fine. He does it. It ended up creating like the you know the subdural hematoma thing on his head. They and they got him back in the ring and he covers him and puts the snake on him and does the whole thing. Ricky's head like swells up, concussion right away. All that he said it felt like a hand grenade went off in his head. He got that Darwin ham head. Yes, it. I never re- I never heard that part because the cameras kept everybody from seeing all those little details. But it was some incredible realism coming out of it. Uh, I always try to think of the. I always say all those guys are like. There are four parts to me. They're A-A-S-S. They are athlete, they are uh, actor, they are stuntman, and they are superhero. And the athlete and stuntman part have to be respected for the realism that's there. And watching that moment years and years and years later, I always cringe because I think, God, that sounded real. Man, that sounded real. And I I officially found out yesterday watching that, it was actually real, and Ricky Steamboat damn near died from it. I tweaked my neck two weeks ago from sleeping wrong. Right. Like the neck pillow couldn't be a better thing for me right mm-hmm. now. And just thinking about getting DDT'd on concrete. Right. You serious? It wasn't even that padding they had later. This was flat out concrete. <laughs> Crazy stuff. A&E's got that series for you. And they hit every Sunday night if you want to check it out. All right. There's a crap bag for you. Make sure you get those names spelled right. One o'clock hours coming up. The Aaron Rodgers update. The Green Bay Packers GM said something that's probably going to mean Aaron Rodgers isn't a Packer anymore. We'll tell you what that is. Plus, we'll talk combine. Bijan's working out. But should he? We'll talk about it on the horn.